Why would Jesus ask a question he knows the answer to? We're going to see that today. I had that discussion with my wife, actually. She asked me a question, something about like, you know, <laughs> did, you, did you do this? It's like, yeah. why did you ask me a question? You know the answer. You know I didn't do that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes I, I will say that wasn't a question. That was a statement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to see Jesus yeah. ask a question he knows the answer to in today's text. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And I'll start reading in verse 31. So verse 31 of Luke 18, we didn't do halfway, went a little further through because we didn't want to stop in the middle of the story that uh, was Jesus was telling. But here we are in verse 31. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus said, listen, we're going to go up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man. Remember that word Son of Man? That was the, the prophets had referred to the Messiah as the Son of Man and the the reason that they said son of man instead of son of God was because it set him apart from all others. He was, he was God who became flesh, who became the offspring of people. That's what the yeah. meaning of the son of man is. So concerning the son of man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans and he will be mocked, treated shamefully and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again speaking of his resurrection, of course. But they didn't understand any of this. The disciples didn't. The significance of his words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. So, and it, it doesn't come long after this, and, and we can see very well. I mean, Luke didn't have to say they didn't understand the significance because then we can see during that week and how they were destroyed during these things when they were happening because they didn't process well what Jesus had told them. Sometimes we just shut things down when we don't want to hear it. Verse 35 of Luke 18 then. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know that this is an exciting moment for this man. Like if you were to put yourself in his shoes, he's been sitting blind. Mm -hmm. He's only heard of this man named Jesus, who, by the way, does not live in Jericho. He comes through Jericho on his way to, to Jerusalem, but he's rarely in yeah. Jericho. Oh, yeah. Most so, famous person in Israel. Sure, the time. only way I could really receive sight is I could maybe run into Jesus of Nazareth one day, but here I'm in Jericho. There's like, mm -hmm. what are the chances of me running into him? So to hear that, oh, he's going to be coming by, this is huge yeah. for this man. Yeah. So he's shouting out to them. So Junior, pick up in verse 39 and, and yeah. what happens? Began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he's getting tired of all the yelling. Right. He only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And, of course, Jesus knows. So yeah. here's the reason for that question. You know, he knows. Yeah. But the man hadn't said. He, you know, all he kept saying was, have mercy on me. Yeah. And you and I both know this as pastors and people want to come in to talk to us that sometimes they can talk all the way around circles and never get to what the issue is. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, after about 20 minutes of listening, I'll just interrupt or interject. So how can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's what Jesus does. He's sometimes forcing him like, to clarify. That, yeah. I think they say this in the counseling realm, but it's like sometimes the doorknob on your, on the office has a power because they don't actually get to what they wanted to get to. Until they're about to leave, they put their hand on the door, yeah. and they're like, ah, all right, here it is. Yeah, the final question. You know, this is my question. Mm -hmm. and this is, Jesus just cuts to the chase. Well, what, 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 what can I do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. 
and all who saw it praised God too. Hmm. What a parade in Jericho that day. Yeah. Jericho is quite a place. A lot of cool things, and we're going to pick up tomorrow with one of our favorite Jericho residents yeah. and a changed life there. That'll be tomorrow, yeah. but we're going to get into Proverbs now. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 30. We're going to look at verse 8 today. And I hope you read this whole thing on your own. But verse 8 is the verse we want to highlight. It says, first, help me. And he's speaking to God. And the first because verse 7 says, I beg two favors from you. So yeah. these are the two. Help me never tell a lie. We've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah, because it's easy to tell lies. Yeah. That's the thing is like, so they say organizations move at the speed of trust that the more coworkers trust each other, that's how quickly the organization can mm -hmm. move. Um, families operates the same way. Marriages, the health of a marriage is, or the speed mm -hmm. of a marriage is, is the speed, you know, your trust. And that's what kills your trust is just mm -hmm. a, a lie. But it's easy. It destroys. It's, you know, and I think that we all value integrity. We all value it. And yet the temptation to fudge on our words or to say something that we think is what other people want to hear yeah. or that maybe change the wording of what we're saying just a little bit to make ourselves look better. Yeah. That and is sometimes such a not temptation. even for ourselves to look better. Sometimes it's like, ah, I don't want to have this argument right yeah. now. So just say what they want. You know? But it's still dishonesty yep. and, and it kills relationships. Right. You ever run into somebody who's just brutally honest? Not like a jerk, you know, just like says whatever yeah. comes to their mind, but like you just ask them anything, they're just open and they'll, they'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, we've got, uh, I mean, that's what I appreciate about our elders. You know, I've got a couple of friends on the elder board, especially that I go to directly because I, I just know I'm going to hear truth. Yeah. And they do it in a good way, but they just, they're just going to say what is true. Yeah. Yeah. So first, help me never tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Now you said neither, you know, yeah. you, you, you say neither, not neither. Classy. That's a classy thing. That's a classy way of saying it, neither. Okay. I, I don't know. That's, I've never like switched. It's just how I've always said it. You say neither? I, I think out of the blue, you you at some point just really? decided, I'm going to sound classy. I'm going to go from neither to neither. I never like that. It was never a conscious decision. <laughs> yeah. I just always, but you know, your sister's always said like, hey, call me aunt. Yeah. yeah. Aunt this and yeah, aunt, aunt that. I'm like, <laughs> right. nobody says we that. We always say aunt. I'm not in England. <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, but we should probably talk about the meaning of that verse, I guess right? So. Instead of the pronunciation you know what, of neither yeah, this, or neither. Yeah, so he says, give me neither poverty nor riches. It makes me think of uh, a couple weeks ago, we were at a just like a leadership meeting for our church. We brought mm -hmm. in Carl Clausen, a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. of ours, a better friend of yours, but neighbor of mine. And uh, he talked about how we are at our best, really, when we are living with this conscious dependence on God, that the goal isn't to, like, pad our lives with comfort and safety, but to just live with this, I need God today. Mm -hmm. And that is when we're, we're firing on all cylinders. And this is, this is what the proverb is saying. It's mm -hmm. like, give me neither nor poverty or riches. I, I want to be dependent on you. Yeah, and in fact, that's how Proverbs continues, because he said, if I'm rich, then I'm, I may just forget about who God is and yeah. who's, who actually is Lord. Right. And if I'm poor, then I may become desperate and try to steal, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, great, uh, great advice here in Proverbs. Yep. All right. Well, make it a good Tuesday. Today. Yeah, it's a short, short work week this week, so pour yourself into it. That's right. We'll see you tomorrow.